being with people. It's the most incredible thing in the world. What are you doing? Oh, this is nice. That world may change and evolve. But the one thing that will never change, we're all part of one big family. MCU, thank you Marvel, thank you Disney, for starting us fandom freaks out on just the most amazing note. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. I'm Andrew, the Mistress of Pop Culture, bringing you all things pop culture. I hope you all uh, are having a stellar start to your week. I was a bit skeptical of this week because I was so tired going into it, but yesterday morning... Monday morning, Marvel gave us the gift of all gifts, a three-minute epic trailer uh, with ten titles of Phase 4 of their um, brilliant work uh, of, of shows and films to come. 
And it was epic, and that was obviously the trailer, and it's such a good trailer, it gets me so hyped up. I've watched it maybe 15 to 20 times, and, and I'm under-exaggerating, under-exaggerating, I'm sure I've watched it like 34 to 40 times. It's so good, we have so much to look forward to, I'm, I'm just uh, beside myself, and just full of gratitude to the, the just big wigs at Marvel for doing this for us, but that, you know, a little more on that later. Um, I have five or six great stories for you guys today. Actually, really good stories. Um, I'm really glad because sometimes I really don't know what to talk about. Like, Monday, Monday's episode, yesterday's episode, it was kind of dull. But let me tell you, there were some big, 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 big things that dropped um, within the day yesterday that I, you know, have to talk about today. So, um, I don't really have any uh, other personal updates aside from the fact that I'm literally geeking out as a massive Marvel fan. <laughs> Thank God I have Disney stock, and I hope you do too, um, to talk about that. But there's actually one story that I'm going to talk about first, because it's uh, actually a pretty shocking story, and it sort of is um, really unexpected, because it was about it's about two people that I would have never thought that this would have happened to, just because there's sort of like a pillar and a picture of perfection when it comes to couple goals and just being, you know, the greatest, the, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Um, and, you know, just two lovebirds. And that is the uh, first story of the day, that Bill and Melinda Gates, Melinda files for divorce. Okay, when I read this, I was just like, obviously, the first thing I thought about was Jeff Bezos and his wife, because they, you know, famously divorced. Jeff Bezos, obviously the CEO of Amazon and, you know, the richest man in the world. Um, I think between him and Elon Musk, they go back and forth between one and two. Um, but his wife and him, I mean, he's dating somebody new named Lauren, if I'm not mistaken. But Jeff Bezos and his wife, uh, famously didn't have a prenup. Obviously, Bill and Melinda didn't have one either because obviously Bill wasn't as essentially who he was when they first got married. But anyways, this is, um, this is from TMZ. I mean, every outlet is reporting about this, but TMZ was where I got the, uh, I feel like I have to sneeze where I got the tea, but um, let's read it and there's an update, but then, you know, I'll read what was originally posted to you guys. I literally think I'm going to sneeze. Oh my gosh. Okay, hold on. I'm going to sneeze. Oh, false alarm. False alarm. It was one of those ones that was about to come out, but then it went back in. Now I feel like I have a brain freeze. Ah, I hate that feeling. Okay, anyways, uh, this this our first story is from TMZ. Um, excuse me, Bill and Melinda Gates, Melinda files for divorce, no prenup. Bill Gates and his wife, Melinda, are moving on to what's next. They're getting divorced. In a joint statement Monday, the couple announced they've made a decision to end their marriage, saying, quote, Over the last 27 years, we have raised three incredible children and built a foundation that works all over the world to enable all people to lead to healthy, productive lives. They continue, quote, we continue to share our belief in that mission and we'll continue our work together at the foundation, but we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in the next phase of our lives. Bill and Melinda began dating in 1987, two years before I was born. Fun fact, I'm 31. Um, after meeting in New York at a New York trade show, and she'd go on to work in marketing for Microsoft and be appointed as general manager of information products in the early 90s. The couple went on January 1st, 1994 in Hawaii. Melinda left the company in 96 to focus on starting their family. Talk about goals. Bill and Melinda have three adult children, Jennifer, Rory, and Phoebe, and reside in their huge, earth-sheltered family mansion, dubbed Xanadu 2.0, overlooking Lake Washington and Medina, Washington. Along with being mega-rich, the two are widely known for their philanthropic efforts ever since launching the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in 2000. It was estimated that in 2014, 
that they had donated $28 billion to the foundation, a number that's only skyrocketed in recent years. For instance, the Gates Foundation made a contribution of $250 million in late 2020 to fight the COVID-19 pandemic. The Gates' net worth is estimated at more than $130 billion. Oh, to be Bill and Melinda, how fabulous. Now, I don't know what half of 130 is, but essentially, she's going to be fine, and he's going to be fine. Like, I wonder what she's going to do with her wealth. They're obviously very, very philanthropic people. Um, I'm sure she's just, like, fabulous. Okay, but there's an actual update to this story. Um... That was came out later in the day yesterday. TMZ has just obtained the divorce documents. Melinda filed, citing that the marriage is irrevocably, irrevocably broken. The doc asks the judge to rule the marriage ended, quote, as of the date in the separation contract. That contract is not included in the divorce filing, but they apparently separated at some point earlier and signed a document to that effect. The divorce Docs makes it clear that there is no prenup. That's because according to the filing, the only written agreement that they say pertains to divorce is the separation agreement. Not surprisingly, Melinda is not asking for any spousal support. Um, they are asking for a trial date in April 2022, but almost certainly this will be settled without trial. I mean, yeah, obviously he's rich and she's rich and they're going to be perfectly fine, I'm sure, because they have their three adult children, it might be a little bit easier. Um, I mean, there are definitely some rumblings about what had happened, and I'm not going to go into any conjecture here because... You know, that's not what I do, but I've heard some things with regards to some things. And, you know, you do your due diligence, and I did mine, and we all do our own. Obviously, very sad news, um, but I think the fact that they're, what takes precedent here is their mission to help those less fortunate, their philanthropic causes, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and that's what they're going to focus on. That's great. And uh, it's just really sad. It's just really, it's not, I mean, it's sad, yes, but it's shocking because... You know, I, they're just a couple that I never expected that anything would ever happen like this to them. I mean, obviously, you never know what goes on within somebody's personal lives, like within the walls of somebody's home. But maybe they're in different pages, you know, on something that we'll never be privy to as fans of Villa Melinda. <laughs> Belinda. Um, whenever I hear the word Melinda, I think of um. Melinda Clark, who played Julie Cooper Nickel. Julie Cooper Nickel on the OC. Okay, let's. Besides this, you know. Very sad news. Who do we think Bill and Melinda are going to end up with? Wouldn't it be crazy if Bill ended up with uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife and Melinda ended up with Jeff Bezos? <laughs> what kind of, I mean, that would be a scandal of all scandals. Like, that would be some Kim K. Kanye-like level crazy drama. Never going to happen, but hey, you never know. Um, but... Yeah, it's really interesting. I wonder if they're, you know... They're probably not even thinking about that. I mean, they're only human, even though they're both geniuses and incredibly good people. Incredibly good-looking people, too, I might add. Um, yeah, you just never know. But, um, you know, my condolences, and I, I ultimately, you know, the most important thing is that children, even though they're adults, you know, that they're okay, and... Um, yeah, so, pretty, uh, pretty shocking news. Okay, Second story of the day, and this is how I start today's episode off, obviously with the epic three-minute trailer from Marvel and Disney. Um, literally the greatest thing that ever happened on a Monday. Marvel shows off Eternals footage, dates Ant-Man in the Wasp 3, titles Black Panther 2, and Captain Marvel 2. And this uh, first article is from Deadline.com. All things, you know, pretty entertainment-wise. Obviously, as I was talking before, Monday morning Marvel released all this information. Not information, like... Foot it. Let's just read it. Okay. On the anniversary of the release of 2018's Avengers Affinity War and 2019's Avengers Endgame. Oh my god. I have such... Well, with Avengers Affinity War... 
never mind. It's too personal. Sorry, I'm not gonna go to it. I, I literally have, like, a really sentimental attachment to seeing that movie on May 3rd, 2018. Um, but I'm not gonna go into that. Because that's my business. Okay. On the anniversary of the release of 2018's Avengers Infinity War and 2019 Avengers Endgame, Marvel dropped a sizzle reel for the upcoming films in Phase 4 of the MCU. Um, Oscar winner Chloe Zhao's upcoming Eternal mo- Eternals movie starring Angelina Jolie, iconic Salma Hayek, iconic Gemma Chan, oh, my favorite, Richard Madden and Kumail Nanjani, out November 5th. Um, Black Panther 2 gets a title, which is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. On July 8th, 2022, the first movie starring the late Chadwick Boseman grossed over $1.3 billion and won three Oscars. Captain Marvel 2 is now known as The Marvels on November 11th, 2022. It's going to be released. Captain Marvel released in March 2019. Made over $1.1 billion. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania is coming out now November 17th, 2023, which Disney had reserved for an MCU movie. Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp combined grossed over $1.1 billion. Um, one of my favorite films, and pretty much the, the one that got me the most hype besides The Eternals, is James Gunn's Guardians and the Galaxy Volume 3 is now slated to open summer on May 5th, 2023. The first two movies released in 2014 and 2017 grossed a combined total of 1.6 bill at the global box office. There's also more footage from Black Widow coming out July 9th. Um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings on September 3rd, which is going to be a Disney+, Plus, which looks fabulous. The real grand title uh, cards and release dates for Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022, and Thor Love and Thunder, May 6th, 2022. The real ends with, quote, see you at the movies, which hopefully is true, meaning that Disney won't be putting these titles out in theaters and on Disney premiere day and date going forward after holding Black Widow for a theatrical release excuse me, theatrical release for more than a year, Disney recently decided to set a release for the movie in theaters and on Disney Premiere for a $30 title on a streaming service. Some of that decision may have to do with the fact that European and some Latin American overseas box office markets are still closed due to COVID. Totally makes sense. Okay, so much to make down here. If you guys have watched the trailer, which is fabulous, just hop on, and if you haven't, just hop on YouTube, it's there. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. What's what's so brilliant about the, the trailer is um, it opens with Stan Lee's voice over essentially why the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, brings people together and, and how it brings people together and that we're all living in one universe and it's it parallels beautifully to COVID and what we sort of just went through and how the world's always going to be evolving, which he actually says as the world literally just changed forever. Um, and then it goes on to show different clips and different movies. And what was so iconic about this trailer was not only did it show the title cards and excerpts of the new films coming out, it showed a fan reaction um, when uh, Avengers Endgame was in theaters on opening night when uh, uh, Chris Evans, uh, 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 Captain America, gets Thor's hammer and says, after everybody comes back from the blip, and says, um, Avengers assemble, and then they all go and fight Thanos. It was, the fact that they added it in goes to show that this movie, that, I'm sorry, that this trailer, and all the movies, essentially are made for the fans. It's all about the fandom. You guys, it was such a good trailer, and, and, and I highly suggest watching it. Literally, every single Marvel movie, with the exception of, I think, the Spider-Mans, um, and I don't know if Deadpool's on Disney+, Plus, but actually, fun fact, I've never seen Deadpool, um, but I know the X-Men are on there. Uh, it's all on Disney+. Plus. And you guys, it's it just hyped me up for the next two years of Marvel content. Because, I mean, obviously, it's it's a gift. And what's 
I, see, I could talk about this forever. I think maybe one day I'll just do a whole entire MCU episode because I could literally talk for days about it. And pretty much that's what my TikTok is all about on Andrew DeVitri. Um, You know, TikTok, everybody has to have a niche. My niche is posting Marvel content and commentating, uh, commenting on it. Like, com- you know, commenting, whatever. So, yeah, really exciting news. And um, well done, uh, Kevin Feige, Disney, Marvel, all the bigwigs there, all the people that edited the trailer, all the actors, the crew, assistants, interns, everybody that works there. Well done. Okay, third story of the day, a little Kardashian news. This is from page six. Uh, a, a little bit of a follow-up on what I talked about, I think maybe last week, with regards to, you know, Tristan's alleged, you know, third infidelity. Khloe Kardashian reportedly DM'd Tristan Thompson's alleged fling. Khloe Kardashian appears to want to talk Tristan Thompson's alleged fling. Sydney Chase shared screenshots allegedly sent by the King of the Kardashian star that began, quote, hey, Sydney, this is Khloe. Chase scrubbed the rest of the message um, out with white paint. In a follow-up message, Khloe allegedly wrote, I would appreciate if our conversation can remain confidential. Prayers, hands emoji, a rep for Khloe declined to comment. Thompson made headlines again after Chase came forward on a podcast, this is what I talked about, and claimed that the Boston Celtics player and she hooked up after she had gotten back together with Chloe, and she talked about his, you know, pee-pee. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, pretty much the little update that I got, and I, you know, there's... I don't know, I mean, I I, I just think it's unfortunate that this girl posted this even even after Chloe asked, uh, allegedly, if she were to keep it private. Because then, even though she's not showing what Chloe said, she's still putting it out in the public that Chloe had sent her a message, which definitely fuels the flames to this fire, which... But who knows? Maybe Chloe was like, girl, who are you? So, I don't know. Any updates, on, if any more further updates come, come on with regards to that, I'll, you know, that's fine here as a mission of pop culture. Okay. Um, what number story is this? One, two, three. Fourth story of the day, also from page six. Vanderpump Rules alum, Brittany Cartwright spotted with newborn son. Um, fabulous photo. If you're a Vanderpump Rules fan, then you'll love this. Brittany was spotted. Um, baby Cruz is quickly getting to know his famous aunts and uncles. On Sunday, new mom Brittany Cartwright was spotted with her infant son for the first time since giving birth, enjoying an afternoon outing in Los Angeles with her former Vanderpump Rules co-stars Katie Maloney and her husband Tom Schwartz. Uh, sporting a custom blue tie-dye sweatshirt from Eat Sleep Tie-Dye in gray sweatpants, notably reading, That was so trashy, Cartwright, 32, smiled as she held her baby boy while Schwartz, 38, and Maloney, 34, walked a few paces behind Cartwright, who welcomed her first child with husband Jax Taylor, 41, last month, also posted videos to her Instagram story on Sunday of Cruz meeting Schwartz and Maloney for the first time. Love this. I mean, I, I've been uh, so excited for Brittany and Jax, especially since they announced that uh, she gave birth um, that they're parents, and she looks so happy, and she's glowing, you know, as new moms usually do, and always are, beautiful and glowing, and, <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me, fabulous, um, and it makes me wonder if, uh, Tom and, uh, Katie are, you know, interested in having, a you know, one of their own, and if not, then great, and if so, then even better, but love to see it, um, okay, one, two, three, four, five. Fifth story of the day. I guess I have six stories for you. This is a really good episode because there's literally, there's even more. I could probably pick even more stories, but I'm just gonna, you know, things that actually really interest me, but sort of off of the MCU news indirectly, I guess. Why Anna Ferris never talked about any, quote, issues with Chris Pratt during their marriage. This is from E! News. Anna Ferris, as you guys know, Anna Ferris was married to Chris Pratt. They're no longer together. Chris is with um, Catherine Schwarzenegger, and Anna Ferris is in a, I don't know, is she married or is she... I don't know. I know they're both in different relationships. But Chris obviously welcomed uh, a new baby with Catherine. Okay. Anna 
Ferris knows that she can catch her fans by surprise. Back in August 2017, the mom star and Chris Pratt shocked the world of pop culture, they really did, when they announced their split after eight years of marriage. And while both parties have since moved on and became friendly exes as they co-parent their eight-year-old son, Jack, Anna is sharing some lessons she has learned along the way. Excuse me, I have to clear my throat. <clears throat> um, quote, for me, I think after every breakup at some point, I realized that there were a lot of things I ignored that I really shouldn't have, she explained to guest Rachel Bilson on the May 3rd podcast episode of Anna Ferris is Unqualified. In hindsight, it felt like my hand was forced. I don't think um, I don't think it was ever an independent decision. Another obstacle Anna faced... So does that mean Chris wanted to and forced Anna to get divorced? Hmm. Uh, that's kind of shady. Uh, but I love the tea. Another obstacle Anna Force was not having a close group of girlfriends. If you ask a 44-year-old podcaster, it definitely had an impact on her life. Quote, I think it tuned me out in a lot of ways, she admitted, one of them being that I never talked about any issues. So to the people even I was closest to, I'm sure things were more transparent with my relationship with Ben. But with Chris, I think we were both protected. We both protected that imagery, even with our close circles. Anna was married to Ben from 2004 to 2008. She would later say, I do to Chris in 2009. Later on the show, the actress discussed a podcast caller who wanted to call off her engagement before the wedding. While she didn't name any names, Anna supported the idea and thought about what her life would be like if she did the same with a past relationship. I feel, I really feel like calling off an engagement is a smarter, stronger, braver than what I did, she explained, which was like, well, I guess everyone is expecting this, so let's just go through with it. Today, Anna's happily engaged to Michael Barrett, who was a cinematographer for her 2018 film Overboard. While the pair prefers to keep their romance private, Anna is the first to acknowledge that relationships are a common theme on her podcast. Um, well, hey, there's many things to unpack here. First of all, I love Anna Faris and Rachel Bilson, so together that's iconic. Second of all, um, I love that both parties are able to move on. I, I mean, I do wonder who Anna is referring to when she says I would have called up a past engagement. I wonder if it's Chris or if that's that other guy. Um, but yeah, I totally understand. It was like, this this reminds me of when Kim was getting married, when E did that uh, big special for Kim and Chris Humphreys. And there was sort of a lot, there weren't sort of, there were a lot of signs that Chris and Kim definitely weren't, I think, meant to, you know, walk down the aisle. But Kim said, no, everybody's expecting this. This is what the world is waiting for. So it kind of reminded me of that. But um, I'm glad they're in good terms. I love Chris Pratt so much. And I love Anna Faris so much. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, and I love that Anna Faris is so candid about her life. I mean, while obviously protecting the intimate details of what has to be protected, She's still spilling tea, and I love that. I live for that. She's a great podcaster, because she's really, like, re literally willing to go there. I just listened to her a couple weeks ago when I was in Florida, actually, listening to an episode she did with Lisa Kudrow as a guest a couple years ago, and it was really, really good. Lisa Kudrow was so cool, and I just love And they talked about friends, because obviously Anna Faris was the surrogate of um, Monica and Chandler's twins, which was so good. Um, and yeah, so iconic. So yeah, love it. And uh, for our sixth and final story of the day, this is actually something I did not know about until I saw this on Instagram. This is from People Magazine. Paw Patrol, the movie. First images show new pup voice by Kim Kardashian and more. I love this new sort of era Kim Kardashian is in. I mean, she's an actress now. I'm living for this. I mean, I've always been wanting Kim to take over Hollywood. You know, she's a mask, extreme wealth. She's a reality star. She has her... Um, skims she has her makeup everything she's just killing it her next step is to take over hollywood in my not so humble opinion i think she totally should um okay so this is from people magazine the beloved paw patrol cartoon pups are making their big screen debut this august and this time chase marshall sky Raul, rocky and zuma will be joined by some serious star power 
Marseille Martin, Tyler Perry, Kim Kardashian, Jimmy Kimmel, Randall Park, Yari Ashidi, Ron Pardew, and Dax Shepard are all slated to make papastic cameos. The main patrol crew in the film, which was directed by Cal Brunker and co-written by Brunker, his filmmaker partner, blah, 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 will be... Okay, um, let me see here. Uh, Kim Kardashian voices P- the poodle Dolores, a newcomer to the pup universe. Um, and then the article basically goes on to <clears throat> list all the other actors who are doing it. Well, I, I guess this doesn't really... I don't... I'm actually not quite sure what Pup Patrol is. But um, I'm really, really excited for Kim to be a voiceover artist, to be an actress. And I'm definitely going to watch this because I have a niece and nephew who will probably live for this type of film. And I'm really glad that um, <clears throat> Hollywood is finally respecting this queen that she is and, you know, giving her a chance to shine on the big on the silver screen. So massive congratulations to Kim. And I'm really excited for this content. So, yeah. Woo! I am... Um, I'm hyped, you guys. I'm really, really excited to start off this Tuesday with this news. I mean, I, I, I really hope a lot of you guys are Marvel listeners because it's just the greatest trailer I think I've ever seen. I'm probably going to watch it like a hundred million times more today because I can't get enough of it and I love the MCU so much. It's just so thrilling. But um, yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, I'm Andrew Dimitri, the mistress of pop culture. You can stream my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox Radio, Google, iTunes, the podcast app on the iPhone, basically anywhere where podcasts stream. I'm so appreciative of you guys tuning in and listening. Um, and I hope you guys have a great Tuesday and I'll be back with you guys Wednesday for some more juicy topics and stories. I hope there's some, you know, salacious something or whatnot to talk about. Because, yes, I just love to yap my mouth. All right, everybody, have a great one. Bye.